I hold in my hand an invitation. An invitation is a request inviting you to go somewhere or do something. Now, think with me for a moment. What was the most memorable, exciting invitation that you have received in your lifetime? Maybe it was an invitation to attend the school of your dreams. Maybe it was an invitation to work at the job that you've always wanted. Maybe it was an invitation to marry the person that you deeply love. Now, I sat down a few days ago and I asked myself this very question. I sat and I pondered the most memorable, exciting invitations that I've received in my lifetime. And you know what popped into my mind? Interestingly enough, it wasn't the invitations that I did receive that came to mind. It was the invitations that I did not receive that sprang to my mind. I suddenly remembered the feeling of disappointment as I stood staring at the list of names posted on the door of the dressing room, announcing those players who had been selected to play on the city's all-star hockey team. I tried out. I worked hard. I made it to the final cut. I frantically searched for my name, but it wasn't there. I did not receive an invitation. I was taken back to junior high school, and I remember the feeling of rejection as I poured over the list of names posted on the bulletin board, announcing the students who had been chosen to be part of the cast for the school's major musical production that year. I tried out. I thought I had a shot at a lead role, but my heart sank along with my finger as it scrolled down the list of names. The name Darren Latham was nowhere to be found. I did not receive an invitation. Invitations are powerful things. We're often delighted when we do receive them, and we're devastated when we don't receive them. Now, when I stopped and thought about it, I began to realize the emotional impact that invitations have had upon my life, the delight of being invited, and the lengths that I would go to in my youth to make sure those invitations kept coming and the devastation of not being invited, and the lies that I would fall into in my youth as my young mind tried to grasp the reasons behind the perceived rejection. Invitations are powerful things. They shape our lives in ways we don't fully realize. Now, when you think about it, your life is filled with invitations. Every day of your life, you are bombarded with them. In fact, you have more invitations every day than you even want to deal with. That's why you have your spam folders in your email accounts, and that's why you have blocked numbers on your cell phone. You have so many invitations coming your way that you have pre-programmed your devices to weed out the ones that you don't want to read or hear. Invitations to buy this, invitations to do that, invitations to attend here, invitations to donate there. Invitations are powerful things and your life is filled with them. For example, there are business and career invitations. The modern workplace is filled with opportunities and invitations. If you're willing to do the work and put in the hours, the potential is enormous. Employers are constantly asking themselves, do we have the right people on the bus? I mean, what's our growth rate? What's our five-year plan? What's our 10-year plan? And then the employers are asking you, so what are you willing to do to make our plan a reality? 
Now, we know that those questions are really invitations in disguise. What are you willing to do is actually an invitation. An invitation to dedicate more of your life to the advancement of their business and the advancement of your career. So, there are business and career invitations, but there are also family invitations. Now, every family system comes with invitations. Invitations and expectations to spend holidays with parents and siblings and cousins. And when you're married, I mean, those invitations and expectations double in scope. I remember when my wife and I were young and raising our family. We had four children. I was pastoring back in Ontario. And I remember Christmases especially as chaotic and hectic times for family invitations. We would uh, have our Christmas Eve service. And then we'd go home and put our kids to bed, wake up early Christmas morning, have our quick family Christmas. And then we would pile into our van and drive for a couple hours to my family where we would spend the day with a, a Christmas family vacation with my family. Then we'd drive a couple hours home, put the kids to bed, wake up the next morning, hop in the van, drive a couple hours to be with Jan's family and spend the day with her and have a Christmas celebration, then drive a couple hours home again back to our place and then have to head back into work. It was exhausting. Now, I'm not complaining, but it's hard to turn down a family invitation, isn't it? There are business and career invitations. There are family invitations. There are educational invitations. Now, it used to be that a person front-loaded their education into, the, say, the first 25 years of their life, and then they went off to work for the rest of their life. The last 20 or 30 years has seen a radical shift in that kind of thinking, though. Like never before, educational institutions are offering creative and practical ways for a person to continue their education while maintaining a full-time job. Night courses, online courses, one-week intensives, they're everywhere. Invitations to improve your education abound, and they're offered as a way of improving your career. Schools are even targeting the retired. I read about one university that has dormitories for senior citizens on their campus, since seniors today have more time and energy and resources in retirement than ever before. Actually, that reminds me of the story of the elderly doctor who was so bored during his retirement that he decided to open his own medical clinic in his town. So he put up a sign that said, basic treatment, $500. If I don't cure you, I'll pay you $1,000. A young guy in the neighborhood thought, this is easy money. So he made up a symptom and he went into this elderly doctor with his complaint. How can I help you? asked the elderly doctor. I have completely lost my sense of taste, said the young man. I cannot taste anything. Okay, said the elderly doctor. Nurse, get me five drops from bottle number 12 and put it on the tongue of this young man. The nurse got bottle number 12 and she put five drops of it on the young man's tongue. Well, the young guy spit it out. Hey, that's gasoline, he shouted. Congratulations, you've got your taste back. That'll be $500, said the elderly doctor. The young man was annoyed, so a couple days later, he returned to recover his money. Hey, doc, I'm back. This time, I've lost my memory. Yeah, I can't remember a thing. I can help you with that, replied the doctor. Nurse, please, please bring me bottle number 12 and put seven drops in this young man's mouth. Oh, no, you don't, shouted the young guy. That's gasoline. Congratulations, you've got your memory back. That'll be $500, said the elderly doc. 
Well, the young guy paid again and he walked away furious. He waited a few days, thought up a plan, and returned the following week. How can I help you? asked the elderly doctor. My eyesight has become very weak, said the young man. I can barely see a thing. Sorry, said the doc. I don't have any medicine for that. Here's a thousand dollars. And then the doctor handed the young man a ten dollar bill. Hey, said the youngster, this is only ten dollars. Congratulations, said the elderly doctor. You've got your vision back. Now you owe me another five hundred. Whether we're young or old, we can always be learning, can't we? All right, let's get back to our lesson. Invitations are everywhere in our world today. There are business and career invitations. There are family invitations. There are educational invitations. And there are entertainment invitations. Now, when it comes to this area of life, we live in a time unlike any other. The invitations to and opportunities for entertainment are endless and, for the most part, mindless. If you watch the entire season of Tiger King, you know what I'm talking about. If you watch the second season of Tiger King, you should consider seeking professional help. Now, in my lifetime, I have gone from a TV with 13 channels to a TV with literally 10,000 channels. And that does not include Netflix or Prime or Disney Plus or Hulu or Apple TV or other streaming or on-demand services. And I don't even have to watch it on my TV. I'm invited to watch it on my phone or laptop or anywhere else that I can access this information. Anywhere, anytime. The entertainment invitations are endless. Now, there are certainly other types of invitations, but I think you get the idea. Invitations are powerful things. And every day of your life, you are bombarded with them. And these invitations are shaping your life in ways you may not fully realize. In fact, this truth is going to stand as the big idea for today's teaching. When it comes to the power of invitations, consider this. The invitations that you accept determine the direction that you step. The invitations you accept determine the direction that you step. Every invitation you accept is an intentional turn of the steering wheel and an intentional foot on the gas pedal of your life. Every invitation you accept moves your life in a specific direction. The invitations that you accept determine the direction that you step. Every time you accept an invitation, you're saying yes to something and no to other things. Every time you accept an invitation, you're spending a portion of your life's limited amount of time, talents, and treasures. The invitations that you accept determine the direction that you step. So suddenly, I'm realizing that invitations matter. Suddenly, I have all kinds of questions surrounding the invitations in my life. Which invitation should I accept? Which invitation should I prioritize? How do I decide which invitation should be at the front of the line in my life? I want to show you an illustration that will help us to think more clearly about this. Let me show you what I mean. There's a famous story about a time management guru who stood before a crowd of busy executives and he was about to share with them a time management principle. He had a vase and these huge big rocks. And he put these rocks, these big rocks, inside the vase. And he said to the busy executives around him, he said, all right, ladies and gentlemen, is this vase full? And everybody said, yeah, it's full. He said, oh, really? And then he reached in and he got a bunch of 
smaller rocks. And he poured those smaller rocks all around. And he said, all right, how about now? Is it full now? And the people said, yeah, it looks full. He said, really, you think so? And then he got a bunch of sand and he poured sand into all the cracks all around and he filled that thing until the sand filled all the spaces around it. And he said, okay, how about now? Is it full now? The people didn't know what to say at this point. And some said, yeah, that looks pretty full to me. And he said, really? He said, how about now? And then he got some water and he poured the water in and it filled it to the rim with the water. And he said, okay, how about now? Is it full now? People said, I don't know what to say. And he said, yeah, trust me, it's full. He said, so what have we learned by this illustration? And somebody in the back row put up their hand and said, no matter how full your schedule is, you can always fit in something more. And he said, no, that's not what we're illustrating. He said, here's what we're illustrating. If you want to get everything done that's important, you've got to put in the big rocks first. If you want to get things done in life, you've got to deal with the big rocks first. So the moral of the story is an essential time management principle. The only way you can fit everything in is if you deal with the big rocks first. Now this time management principle is a valuable life principle. In all areas of life, the wise person addresses the big rocks first. So when it comes to the invitations in our life, what are the big rocks? When it comes to invitations, the big rocks are the most important invitations in your life. And as a follower of Jesus Christ, I would propose to you that the most important invitations in your life are the invitations that you receive from God. Now, Jesus once told a story about people receiving and rejecting invitations from God. It's recorded in the 14th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Jesus has been invited to the home of a very prominent religious leader for dinner. Now, this was not a friendly invitation. This leader was part of a group that was very jealous of Jesus and the crowds that Jesus was drawing. This person and his group invited Jesus for dinner so they could keep their eyes on him, hoping to catch Jesus saying or doing the wrong thing. Now, these religious leaders, they appeared to be open to God's direction, but in reality, they were constantly placing their inclinations ahead of God's invitations. So with that as the context, Jesus told this story while at the dinner table. Jesus said, A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first one said, uh, I've just bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I've just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to, uh, to try them out. Please excuse me. And still another said, I just got married so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Sir, the servant said, what you ordered has been done, but there's still room. 
So then the master told a servant, okay, go out into the roads and country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. So what was Jesus saying by telling this story? Jesus was saying that the most important invitations in your life, the big rocks, are the invitations that you receive from God. When we put any other invitation ahead of God's invitation, we do so at our own peril. Jesus is saying that we need to learn to listen for God's invitations in our lives. Jesus is saying that ignoring God's invitations means missing God's blessings. Now hear me on this. God has so much waiting for you, and he's inviting you to experience all of it. Did you know that as you sit here today, there are invitations from God waiting for your response? It's true. The invitations are there. The invitations are ours. He's simply waiting for us to respond to them. Well, what kind of invitations are we talking about? And how exactly can a person respond to them? That is what we're going to be digging into for the next few weeks here at Broadway in a series we're calling Invitations from God. It's a series that was inspired by a book of the same title by author Adele Calhoun. In fact, starting in a couple of weeks, you will have several options as you journey with us. For example, you can listen to the sermons, you can also purchase and read the book, and starting on Sunday, February 20th, you can attend a weekly Bible class where the invitation that was addressed in the sermon on the previous Sunday will be unpacked more thoroughly in a classroom and discussion setting. So here are the invitations from God that we're going to be unpacking over the next few weeks in this series. Next week, we're going to kick off this series by looking at the invitation to participate in your own healing. On this week, we'll discover some of the roadblocks that we have to experiencing healing in life. We're also going to discover the role that God has for us in our healing journey. Then, the invitation to follow. On this week, we'll look closely at what it means to follow Christ in pathways of service and humility and sacrifice, and we'll take an honest inventory of how much our identity is tied to being in control or being appreciated in life. Then, the invitation to practice the presence of people. On that week, we'll look at God's invitation for us to see people the way that Jesus does, to not see them as intrusions, but as priorities. And then, the invitation to rest. Do you have a difficult time turning your mind off? Do you secretly believe that resting is wasting time? On this week in our series, we're going to investigate God's invitation to rest and to get to the root of our compulsion to continually be doing. And then on March 13th, the invitation to weep. On that week, we're going to confront the belief that tears are a sign of weakness. We're going to take seriously God's invitation to weep in our lives, to learn to feel what God feels and be moved by the things that move the heart of God. Then, the invitation to admit you might be wrong. <laughs> On this week of the series, we're going to be invited to face the fact that we don't know everything, and we don't always do everything right. We're going to see how much of our self-image is tied to being right and winning every argument. And then on March 27th, the invitation to wait. Do you feel the need to control people and circumstances? 
If so, God is inviting you to a new level of trust and rest. During this lesson, we're going to discover some roadblocks to trusting God and gain some tools that will help us build our trust in God. And then, the invitation to pray. Now, this is an area where we can all use some fresh insight and wisdom. We're going to discover some practical ways to respond to God's invitation to live continually in His presence. And finally, the last week in our series is the invitation to remember. Now, we all have a past. We all have things that we regret or things that we carry that we wish we could forget. In the final week of this series, we're going to learn that God invites us to remember, to learn how our story fits into God's story, how our story can be used to set other people free. So there you have it, folks. Today, I'm inviting you to join us as together we go on a journey, a journey to discover the invitations that God has waiting for us. I mean, what an incredible concept. Invitations from God. Invitations that will bring new healing and hope, fresh peace and purpose. Invitations that are sitting at the front door of our lives, just waiting for us to pick them up, open them up, and say yes to them. Now, why are we investing so much time into this series? Remember, the most important invitations in life are the invitations that you receive from God. Ignoring God's invitations means missing God's blessing. So the ground we're going to cover over the next several weeks represents some life-changing topics. Now, there are people listening to me right now whose lives would be radically changed if they would only pause, stoop down, and pick up the invitation that's been dropped on the doorstep of their life, and then take the time to unpack it. In fact, that's how I'd like us to think about the next few weeks. I mean, isn't it exciting to get a delivery at your door? Isn't there something special about having a package dropped off on your step? Well, think of every Sunday for the next few weeks as a scheduled delivery day. Every Sunday for the next nine weeks, dropped off at the door of your life is going to be a package. And that package is going to come in the form of a sermon, a teaching. And that sermon, that teaching, is going to contain an invitation. An invitation from God for your life. Each week, you have the opportunity to open that invitation by opening your heart and opening your mind to what the Spirit of God will say to you on that day. And you then have the further opportunity to dig deeper into that week's invitation. You can follow up at whatever level you choose. You can choose to read that specific chapter of the book. You can choose to attend the Bible class that following Sunday where that chapter will be discussed and dissected. You can respond to God's invitation at the level you feel God is speaking to you. So how are you going to respond? Are you going to be like the people in the story that Jesus told in Luke 14? Are you going to reject God's invitation by making lame excuses? Or are you going to accept God's invitation and experience God's blessing? Why don't you do what the people in Jesus' story did? We've given you the map for the next several weeks. You know the topics. You know where we're going. So who do you know that needs to hear the topics we're going to be touching on? Why not go out into the highways and byways like the people in Jesus' story and invite them to join you, compel them to come with you? Let's journey together. Let's not journey alone. So let's begin that journey by saying yes to him right now. Let's pray together. 
God, you've dropped an invitation in my life today. You've dropped several invitations in my life, and I pledge over the next few weeks to sit down and to ponder them, to open them up and to hear what you have to say, to hear what you're inviting me to step into and to do and to consider. So God, I ask you to help me over the next few weeks, to help me maintain an open mind and an open heart. I open my life to your presence, to be encouraged, to be challenged, to be healed, to be set free. Maybe you're watching today and you have not accepted the most foundational invitation possible, the invitation to have your sin forgiven, to have God's presence come and dwell within you, the invitation to become a follower of Jesus Christ. If you've not yet opened and accepted that invitation, right now I'm gonna give you the opportunity to do that. Pray with me as I conclude today. God, through Jesus, your son, you have invited me to have my life cleansed, to have my sin forgiven, to have my heart open to your presence. And I choose to accept your invitation. I acknowledge my sin. I acknowledge my rebellion. I turn my back on it. And I accept your grace and your gift of forgiveness and mercy. Spirit of God, come and dwell within me from this moment forward and begin to transform my life as I journey with you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed with me and accepted that invitation for the first time, why not text the number on your screen right now? Someone will respond to you and offer our help and assistance to you in any way that we can. Well, thank you for joining us today. I hope to see you next week as we continue on our Invitations from God series. God bless you. Thank you for being with us today at Broadway Church.